forward. It's the one move we're all ready to take. And at the Audi Moving Forward sales event, we're ready to help you on that journey. All Audi dealerships are now open. With tailored solutions to suit your individual needs, like the Audi A6 Saloon, with PCP finance from only €499 Euro per month. Now is the time to make an appointment. Now is the time to start moving forward. Audi. Vorsprung Duck Technik. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Disney vs. Disney Debates, the podcast where we're going to figure out exactly what is the best Disney film ever made. I am your host and Grandmaster, Zane C. Weber, here with two seasoned debaters to tell me which is the better Disney film. Is it Chicken Little? I think so. Or is it Moana? Canonically. All right. <laughs> Defending Chicken Little today is return debater James Kehoe. That's me. I'm here. I'm going to prove to you all today conclusively uh, that Chicken Little obviously is better than Moana. Duh. Do you identify with a character of Chicken Little because you are a little chicken Never man. has a man looked more mm. like a film mm. than yeah. James Kehoe looks yeah. like Chicken Little. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, okay. like, I have nothing Excellent. more to, to add. I have no comment at this time about whether or not I am Chicken Little. <laughs> and defending Moana is Curtis Lang. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Unfeatured Articles After Dark. Oh, you. <laughs> After oh. Dark, where there is much less swearing and oh, yeah. more talk of Disney. <laughs> yes. No swearing whatsoever. No swearing on this podcast. <laughs> now, uh, which uh, character in Moana do you relate to the most? Oh, the crab, probably. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Or the, oh, sense. maybe the pig. I love the pig. Oh, the pig is good. Big fan of the pig. Not the, not the rooster? People would liken it to me, but I, I consider that slander and libel. Okay, no comment, no comment. Um, best, best joke in any Disney film ever is where it's like, um, mm, can't taste like bacon. And then it looks at the pig and the pig's like, huh? And she's like, oh, I got to just, sorry, ducks out. Very funny. I Very have no comment on how funny, funny that joke is. I, I, I would like. It's I'm hysterical. not sure that Can it's the best. Can we actually bar that from discussion? That I doesn't haven't actually, started taking yeah, points. Okay, cool, so uh, cool, cool. What you are going to listen to <laughs> today is you're going to listen to a three-round debate plus an open discussion. Three-round slaughter. which is the best Disney film. Round one will be a three-minute opening statement with a warning at two. The warning will sound like this. Telling me why your film is the best Disney film ever made. Round two will then be proceeded to presently with two-minute rebuttal of why your opponent's film is not the best film ever made. Round three will be an open discussion and question and answer segment where I will give you questions and you will give me answers. We'll then take a little break, come back with round four, which is a one-minute summation of why your film is the best, your opponent's is not. Then I'll do some math and tell you which film is the best. What kind of math? Addition, mostly. Sometimes Ooh. subtraction. Oh, that's pretty damn sick. That's mm. yeah, high tech. Now there are five criteria that I will be looking for. I'll Get be em. looking for the memorable moments. Ooh. I'll be looking for the message, <gasps> the movie magic, the Ooh. magic music, and that Disney touch. The category that catches all things that don't fit into the other four categories. Nice. Is that clear, gentlemen? Yes. Clear as day. Now, before we get started, I would just uh-huh. like to say I think I should get bonus points because I'm very sick at the moment, oh. as you can probably hear in pity my voice. Points. And Curtis wants pity I'm also points. that special kind of sick that mummies and daddies get when they're sad about their life and they turn to the bottle. Oh, well, for all you kiddies <laughs> out there, I'll, I'll take that into account. 
but no points have been awarded at this time. Damn. So <laughs> had a try, baby. Yeah, you gotta you miss every shot you don't take. So we are going to do the determination live. <laughs> oh yeah. Curtis, oh, because you are ill, do you choose odds or evens? I choose odds. It is evens. James, Ooh. do you choose to go first or second? Second. All right, Curtis. That's fun. You will be leading the debate. You have three minutes with a warning at two, and Wonderful. your time starts when you start talking. So I find Moana to be one of the most enchanting, not just animated films, but films of the last decade. I think it's got so much character. It's got so much heart. It's got so much, like the character herself, it's got so much like gumption. I've never heard anyone else use the word gumption except like 40s gumption. Anyway, I'm getting off track. But look, this film I think is wonderful, particularly because of the core message at heart. This is a Disney film unlike most others, I think. It is a film about, not about um, find, not just finding oneself um, with the help of like a sassy male companion or a future lover or something of the such, but it is purely... Um, a individual uh, journey of self-understanding, um, I think. Um, and, of course, there is help from friends and outside forces and that sort of thing. But this is a film – this is a Disney film that is quite rare because it doesn't deal with this idea of love and relationships and that sort of thing. It's not about her um, going on an adventure and finding love. It's about her going on an adventure and finding herself. And that is the core part of this film, which I think is so wonderful. Um it is also one of the few Disney princess, and I use that quote unquote, uh, princess films to feature a non-white main character, which I think is wonderful. They are, there, I believe there are only about four or five. I think it's Mulan, uh, Princess Tatiana from Princess and the Frog, uh, Mulan, Pocahontas, and Moana. And if I'm missing one or something, and never mind. But this is great because it is, uh, yeah, it's just about representation. And it's wonderful because not only does it yeah, have this um, non-traditional kind of Disney formula and format in this uh, uh, tale of self-discovery and that sort of thing, but it is, uh, yeah, just not another white blonde person. Like, it's great. Um, and I realize I'm a straight white man talking about the, the joys of this. However, someone else, someone had to do it and I was a ring in. Anyway, um, this film was uh, an absolute success at the box office. Uh, it had music composed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, fresh off his success from In the Heights and Hamilton. Um, it um, grossed $248.7 million in the US alone, $395 million in other countries for a worldwide total of $670 million. Uh, yeah, the film reached the 500 million and the 600 million benchmarks, becoming the fourth consecutive Walt Disney Animation Studios film to reach both these milestones. Frozen, Big Hero 6, and Zootopia had previously done so. Um, yeah, it, uh, it, it was a success on all, all channels. It was a financial success. It was a critical success. It was an emotional success. It was a storytelling success. It was a success in every conceivable way I can think of, and I think that's where I'll leave it for the moment. All right, with five seconds to spare, congratulations. Lots of strong points. James, your time starts when you start talking. One little slip. Far That's out. right. So, 
Chicken Little is one of the Stick movies that at the time, uh, like its contemporaries uh, of the Disney franchise, had its flagship original songs from contemporary artists. In this case, the Bare Naked Ladies with One Little Slip, a very memorable song on a, on a soundtrack that included Bare Naked Ladies, The Cheetah Girls, Five for Fighting, R.E.M., and the vocal talents of Zach Braff himself. Um, that just goes to show how great the... Um, uh, magic music of Chicken Little really is. Oh, okay, Lin-Manuel first. Miranda, never heard of him. Um, <laughs> who's that? Never heard of him. Um, <laughs> this is just one part of the grander scheme of what is great about Chicken Little. Uh, the memorable moments, uh, there are a ton of them. The movie starts uh, with, of course, Chicken Little doing the classic, the sky is falling and then it's not, and then he has to get into school, but he's wearing paper pants. Uh, classic. You remember it. Everyone remembers it. No. Um, this film has a really great message uh, about this father-son bond uh, that we see. We see Chicken Little constantly trying to prove his value to his father and then finding out uh, at the end that his father just kind of loves him unconditionally, even if the son, is, even if Chicken Little is, you know, embarrassing or, you know, blah, 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 or is the ridicule of the town. It doesn't matter. Nothing can sever the father, father-son bond, uh, which I think is really strong and not something we really see from a lot of Disney movies. Um, the movie Magic, this was the first kind of flagship Disney CG movies. Uh, previously, it's all been Pixar stuff doing the CG stuff. This was the first time Disney branched out and with their own studios uh, did a CG movie. Uh, it got Disney out of a slump. <clears throat> it uh, debuted at number one, the first time uh, Disney had done so in an animated film since Dinosaur, taking $40 million in the box office and tying with The Lion King as the largest opener for a Disney animated film. Uh, at the time, I assume. Uh, this reversed the slump that the company had been facing since 2000, um, during which time it had, had released several films that underperformed, like Treasure Planet and Home on the Range. <sighs> I know. Um, <laughs> the Disney Touch. Um, this uh, comes under the category of many Disney films that what they do is transform a well-known story that people know, uh, fairy tales, etc., and transform it into something different that resonates with contemporary audiences while staying true to the original story. Um, it has a lot of charm and a lot of quirk that a lot of Disney movies of that time had. Some stuff like Emperor's New Groove, stuff like, um, yeah, even Treasure Planet. Um, this kind of quirky... Um, Thanks for that. Not traditional stuff. Uh, it's it's not afraid to be weird, um, which I really enjoy. Um, this movie, uh, coming back to I guess movie magic, uh, it's got some star power. This is a Zach Braff and Joan Cusack led film. Um, the dynamic between the two of them in the, the comedy moments is really. Let's strong. Us up, you jaded jugheaded Jack in the box. All right. <laughs> La- I was not expecting that. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, he <laughs> kind of took me by surprise a little bit. <laughs> okay. Oh, dear. All right. Strong opening from both of you. Uh, well, thank you. Let's go on to the second round, uh, which mm-hmm. is the rebuttal of why your opponent's film is not the best film ever made. Once again, we'll be starting with Curtis. Wonderful. And your time, your two minutes, will start when you start talking. I did notice that the uh, part where it reverses slump that the company had been facing since 2000 is lifted directly from the Wikipedia page. He didn't, however, continue on from that point. Uh, most notably, Treasure Planet and Home on the Range. These had been the uh, films that hadn't done so well financially. However, these films received much better critical reception. All right, now that's the pit that you left out because you are a coward, sir. Um, now, uh, r- I'm glad you brought up Zach Braff and the music. 
Um, really, I am. Because these are the parts of the film that I disagree with in such large proportions. Uh, I think um, A.O. Scott said it best in his review in the New York Times. Uh, He said that the film is a hectic, uninspired pastiche of catchphrases and cliches with very little wit, inspiration or originality to bring its frantically moving images to genuine life. Uh, Also, Lisa Schwartzbosom said... uh, she graded the film a C and she wrote that the banality of the acorns dropped in this particular endeavour, another in a new breed of mass market comedy that substitutes self-reference for original wit and pop songs for emotional content. And I think that is the crux of the, uh, the that Disney music part of the debate. I think um, Chicken Little... Is it uh, was during a time in the two thousands where um, it was much more popular to use uh, uninspired pop songs that didn't really have any um, genuine uh, emotional or um, dramaturgical connection to the uh, text, and uh, use them just for that kind of uh, that um, star power hit, as it was. Um, and look. On the Wikipedia page as well, it says um, that the, the its biggest achievement was beating Sony's sci-fi family film Zathura. And if that's your benchmark for success, then you're probably not doing too well, are you? Um, in terms of Zach Braff, uh, it was a, Chicken Little was originally uh, envisioned as a female character. Holly Hunter provided the voice for the title character for eight long months until okay, it was decided for Chicken Little to be dated. I'm sure that was a very poignant... Note that you had there, but unfortunately... I sacrificed poignant notes for characters, character slander of my yeah. dear friend James. <laughs> you definitely did. Uh, I apologise, mate. That's all right, man. Well, now, James, you'll get your own opportunity for character slander. Mm. Two minutes, starting when you start talking. At the core of Curtis's message about why Moana is great, he mentioned the character, the heart, the gumption, uh, and the core message, this individual message about not just finding oneself, you know, with the help of male companions and all that, but a purely individual journey of self-understanding. I tend to think that this is not such an individual thing, that this is found in many other Disney movies, uh, and that it being this sort of, like, groundbreaking message is is not such the case. We find this in stuff like Alice in Wonderland, stuff like Hercules, stuff like Lion King. Uh, these are all movies that have that individual journey of self-discovery you know obviously with friends like Moana did but um you know it doesn't necessarily mean that the stuff that Moana does is necessarily groundbreaking um I think that at the end of the day this is a film that sort of I don't know I if if you could call Chicken Little a cult classic you might call uh Moana overhyped I think that like a lot of people (laughs) I think that like you can see the fear in his in eyes. the same way uh, <laughs> that my opponent said that uh, he doesn't think that the bare naked lady song connects to the text, which it does. I think that like just attaching Lin Manuel Miranda's name to something doesn't necessarily make it good. I think that like um, also this wasn't exactly groundbreaking with movie magic. I think this is stuff that they've done before. The sort of CG techniques. There's nothing relating to this movie specifically that makes it in any way exceptional. Uh, I think that it is a very average movie, Moana is. Um, I think it's just an average movie. I think you don't believe no, yourself. what are you talking about? I Obviously <laughs> I do. And the memorable moments, I don't remember that movie at all. Are you kidding me? Are you <laughs> You're kidding not me? allowed to lie, um, James Keogh. I don't remember it. I, just, I blacked out. And also... Uh, the Disney Touch, I again, very ordinary movie, <laughs> just sort of very bland, uh, the kind of movie that is not unique. Uh, and 
That's about all the I got. Is up, I can only accept. I can only accept the very average movie. As one point, yeah, no matter yeah, yeah, how many fair. times you make that's it. Fair. No, no, that's totally fair. That is totally fair. Mm, okay. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Judge, he lied. He lied. So give me another 30 seconds at him, Joe. Uh, okay. I don't, I don't mark down opinion as a point. Good. So a lot of those. Which is great because yeah, Curtis has had lots of opinion. A lot of opinion was thrown so, by factual evidence I by don't good know man. What you're talking okay, about. we're going we're gonna to take a break. Good. We're James gonna, and I are going to fight. We're going to calm down. And we'll we'll come we'll back to cuffs. with an open discussion about Chicken Little yeah. versus Moana. It's yeah. good content. <laughs> okay, so we had our fight. Yeah, and who we're won? off camera. We're friends again. We're good. We called it a draw. We made up. <laughs> I won. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. So. In this open discussion, I would like both of you to talk about... Both of you have both said that your films were a great commercial success mm-hmm. and uh, not really dealt much with the, uh, the, uh, the, the critical success of Moana, but definitely uh. a few aspersions were cast upon Chicken Little. Mm. So I would mm. like you to both take a moment to talk about commercial versus critical uh-huh. in regards to your own movie not and and let your opponent do the same. Mm, sure. Shall I start yes. off again? Yeah, yeah please. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, look, not only was Moana a commercial success, but it, it was a critical success mm. as well. The critics um, lauded its uh, its um, its storytelling, its um, music uh, incorporation. Uh, they lauded the performances of. Um, I can pronounce her first name, but not her second, her last name. Uh, the the young Awali, who the young girl who played Moana, mm. um, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson, uh, which and also just another um, that that's that's uh, they praised the casting of them as well because um, Awali is has Hawaii, uh, was born in Hawaii, has Hawaiian heritage, and uh, the Rock uh, obviously has Samoan heritage as well. So they were both from Polynesian backgrounds, which I think is very important. Um, let me just get to reception here. Uh, yeah, so yeah, as I said, it did. It grossed out around six hundred uh, million worldwide, uh, which was uh, very successful for a uh, animated film. Uh, the reception of it, oh dear, here we are. So uh, look on review aggregate Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't personally hold, but like it's the one that everyone goes to. It holds a ninety five percent, ninety five out of a hundred. Uh, an average rating of seven point eight eight out of ten, which is a, which is a good rating. Uh, the website's critical consensus reads uh, with a title character of, as three-dimensional as its last animation and a story that adds fresh depth to Disney's time-testing formula. Moana is truly a family-friendly adventure for the ages. Uh, subsequently, the film is also listed as number 11 on the website's 75 best commu- uh, computer animated films. Metacritic gives it an 81 out of 100 uh, from 44 critics. Uh, CinemaScore gives it an uh, A on an A plus to F scale. And post-post- uh, uh, Track gave it an 89 out of 100%. And a definite recommend. So um, critically and commercially, uh, it was a, r- a rousing success. Hmm. Yeah. Right. James? I think for me, my angle sort of here is that the idea of like critical and commercial success necessarily meaning that a movie is better than another movie doesn't necessarily hold. And I think that like this comes into the idea of a cult classic. Mm. Uh, you have stuff like Rocky Horror uh, and you know the Evil Dead uh, and like Blade Runner, these sort of movies 
upon their release, um, you know, were reviewed poorly and perhaps, you know, didn't have people coming to them. Uh. I think Chicken Little sort of sits Are in Are you that. comparing Chicken Little to Blade Runner? Uh, yes. Okay. I'm just, yes. I'll let you keep going. Chicken Little... Sits in that camp. As long as it's factually correct, I'm I'm okay with it. No, I'm just making sure this is the hill he wants to die on. (laughs) Sits in that camp of, you know, movies that might have been, hey, perhaps misunderstood, perhaps, you know. Chicken Little was ahead of its time. It was ahead of its time. (laughs) Uh, I mean, in terms of box, it did make like double its budget, had a budget of 150 million, made 314 million. Um, And I think, I just think that like, in terms of movie magic and where this movie sits mm. in the sort of history of cinema. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a good flick. <laughs> it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, buddy. And I think, like, here's the thing. It went through a lot to get it rewritten, had a lot of rewriting. As you mentioned before, it was mm. originally uh, Chicken Little was a female character. Um, and then through all, a lot of Disney movies that get rewritten. Uh, Moana was rewritten a lot of times. Indeed. Taika Waititi um, wrote the first version of the script, right. actually. Um, and so, you know, I think this is the best version of Chicken Little that we could have. Can and the best you, version still stinks. Uh, can you give me some examples of what you think yeah. certain elements are that mm. are ahead of their time in that this, oh, that yeah. might not have been received well, mm. but have gone on to be cherished by people who did enjoy the film at the time. Great. We had a discussion uh, off the break uh, where Curtis himself noted the memory that he had of the use of uh, the the uh, the use of the song "Wannabe" by the Spice Girls in the karaoke segment of that su- of that movie. Right. Yeah. Showing that I also remember last night's tequila. Like. It doesn't mean I loved it. <laughs> However, it does mean that it's made a lasting impression. Mm-hmm. And Zach Braff has gone on to do some great things, as we all know. And I think he was doing the great things. He was. Since he was then, already he hasn't doing, really done much. Uh, he's, he's sticking around. He's made the movies. Joan Cusack, great actress. Um, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> so I'm glad that you brought up the music. Yes. Because that's something that I think is being a little bit unfairly written off by mm. Curtis. Mm. Uh, so because Disney musicals yeah. are written in a very theatrical way. Yeah. So going Chicken Little is a little bit outside of that in its use of mm. pop songs in the story. Yeah. So I would like both of you to talk about the use of music in the story of your film yeah. and mm. justify that for me. Because yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, it's very clear what you think about the music in Chicken Little, yeah. uh, but I would like to hear a little bit about the use of music in Moana. Yeah. Um, James, I would like to hear a little bit of your opinion about the music in Moana as well because sure. I don't think you've spoken much about that. No. no. Well, I will just say off the bat, like I don't inherently think that using pop songs in a in an, in an animated film is a bad thing like obviously I've, I've talked about it on this podcast before my probably my favorite disney film is treasure planet right mm-hmm. and that one i think is a prime example of how to do it well the thing is i don't think chicken little does it well i don't think it, it i don't think as i said dramaturgically and that sort of thing it links in however with moana um inherently because it is a movie musical the music is written independently for the musical for the movie rather um it thematically, dramaturgically, and that sort of thing, it drives the film forward. It it is not it is not a 
crutch for the film to kind of get through stuff. It is a, it is a um, active storytelling device to move the film forward. I think it's um, the music um, from a uh, music writing point of view is ph- phenomenal. I think I, I do. I, James said before that I can't remember if he said it while we were on or while we were off. Just mm. because you attach Limbaugh Miranda's name to something doesn't I mean did it's good. Say that that was no, while we were on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, like, no, it doesn't. His ability to write music is what makes <laughs> yeah. it good. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Lenny is a, uh, a famous listener of this podcast. Mm, yeah, it's true. I'm so sorry, Lenny. Um, and I've, com- I've completely blanked on the name of my favorite song. That's fine. Song, Let's actually. pass over to James. Yeah. Cool. Uh, oh, can I just say one last thing? One. Um, it's, I think, particularly wonderful and important is the way that they incorporate Polynesian language into mm-hmm. the into mm. the into the music and the and the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is so with Moana. I think that like it's great, obviously, but it's very sort of to the niche of musical theatre and people who enjoy musical theatre. And so if you're just a person watching this movie who doesn't necessarily enjoy that kind of stuff, and there are a lot of people who aren't, who just aren't into musicals at all. And so for them watching this film, they might sort of switch off because it's just, it's just not their style. Uh, However, I think with, with uh, the sort of merit of having these contemporary songs in uh, Chicken Little and, you know, you mentioned the way they, don't click into the story. It's interesting because it mentions here that uniquely for a Disney animated film, several of the songs are covers of classic popular songs, such as Elton John and Kiki D's Don't Go Breaking My Heart, Carol King's It's Too Late and the Spice Girls oh. Wannabe, uh, through the like the karaoke sequences and the characters themselves singing. Um, it is representative more of this sort of real life, you know, people just singing in, in their bedrooms and singing, you know, karaoke and stuff like that. It yeah. sort of serves... Uh, this narrative purpose because it's, it's just them having fun. It's these yeah. characters singing these songs. It's not music coming out of nowhere. Well, I, I would, I yeah, that, that that's that's a good point. I think mm. that's I didn't really think about it that way. Mm. I would argue in in a, it's that kind of in a almost strips it back to similar to a musical because it is this. Um, I could be using this word wrong. It, it's kind of diegetic. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's diegetic, diegetic. non diegetic, non diegetic. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. This music kind of coming out of nowhere sort of thing. Yes, I agree. However, there is a reason that these sort of films, Disney keeps doing these sort of films mm. with um, Frozen and that sort of thing. They're not really musicals because musicals tend to have about 10 to 12 sure, sure. big songs, right? Yeah. Whereas uh, Frozen and Moana and these sorts of things, they only really have about three or four mm. uh, because they are not musicals inherently. They are movies that have music. Mm. So... I think that's kind of where the the line is drawn and why they why they kind of had this enduring popularity. Yeah. All right. Well, that answers my question. So we're going to take another quick break and then we'll come back with the final summations. All right. It has been a spirited debate. Thank you in advance for your final summations. Curtis, you'll have one minute with no warning. You'll be cut off at the end of that one minute to tell me why Moana is the best Disney film ever made and why Chicken Little is not. And James, we'll then pass to you for the inverse. Your time starts when, what? do you? Can have I a- just clarify? Oh, oh sure. <laughs> uh, I'm not allowed to bring up new points in this part, am I? I mean, you can. I may or may not count them. Fair enough. All right, let's do this. Here we go. Your time starts when you start talking. 
So Moana, uh, it is just a wonderful uh, piece of cinema. I think it is uh, f- from storytelling, uh, this journey of self-discovery, aided by friends, I think, but it is quite introspective. Um, and uh, yeah, just the, the animation as well, the ocean and the, um, the bright Polynesian um, tropical colours are just glorious. The performances of uh, uh, the young lady playing Moana and The Rock um, playing Maui um, are they just uh, some of the strongest. I think it's one of the rock's strongest performances, um, and he's done many, many things. Um, the actual the the animation of his tattoos, as well as something that I did forget to mention, and um, they won they won awards for that. It's just so wonderful and and interesting, interesting storytelling uh, device. I um, mean, that's what this film is. It's got so many interesting storytelling mechanics uh, that um, just raise it above uh, many other films. And needless to say chicken little okay right to the dot congratulations james you have one minute and your time starts when you start talking on the list of all-time underrated hits you can't get more underrated than chicken little this (laughs) movie uh is great it features some fantastic music some great story points with the father-son storyline uh some movie magic with disney's first foray into cg in their home studio um, reversing a slump that the company had been in since 2000. Uh, again, that great soundtrack, that Disney touch of transforming a well-known story uh, into something we can all know and love. Uh, Chicken Little had uh, two video games and a Kingdom Hearts <laughs> summon. And Moana had zero video games. So there you have it, folks. And if, if Chicken Little is so bad, how come they had a sequel that got cancelled? It was still planned, though. And that's... Why Chicken Little is better than Moana. Thank you and good night. All right. Moana has a summon in Kingdom Hearts 3, I'm pretty sure. No, she doesn't. She doesn't? Nah. I've been lied to. She doesn't. And if we're judging movies based on the video games spawned from them. Which we are. I guess Chicken Little is a better (laughs) film. But unfortunately, video games isn't part of my five category. Damn. Uh, So I'm going to take a few minutes. Uh Yeah. Do my math. Uh Uh-huh. And then I'm going to get back to you with my decision. Yeah. Until then, tell each other everything that you liked about the other person's movie. Would you like to go first? I would. Uh, the father-son relationship is wonderful. It's so good. It's wonderful. It's something that's not touched on enough in films mm. and particularly Disney films, I think. Um, a male-to-male kind of bonding relationship, I think, is um, familiar or bond, I think is really great. Mm. Um, I like the bare naked ladies. Yeah. Uh, I think Chicken Little is, I think I said this off camera, I think it's uh, the perfect film of the white man. Oh, yeah. But um, <laughs> I'm a white man and so it <laughs> sings to my people. Uh, yeah, no, it's, 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 it, is, it is a fun film that you and Alex made me watch once. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You t- uh, yes, right. Uh, obviously, uh, I love Moana. Yeah. Uh, like I, I saw it like three times in cinemas, I think. Uh, it's just real, real good. Uh, as as can be seen by the fact that I didn't really have too much bad to say about it. Um, I don't remember it. I don't. I just don't remember. It's no matter. My lawyer has no, recommended yeah. I say nothing. <laughs> no comment. Um, but no, it's a great film. Uh, obviously, does great justice to that Polynesian culture mm. and like has a terrific story and fantastic soundtrack. Um, and it all blends together really, yeah. really well. I wish I could have touched more on the Polynesian yeah. kind of stuff and all the thing because they did. They released um, 
a dub of the film oh, cool. in the Tahitian language. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was the which is uh, the first animated film ever to be released in the Tahitian language. Oh wow. Um, uh, yeah, which I think is just great. Then they did it with Maori as well, and they had some of the because a lot of the people. The original in the voice film actors, yeah, were of Maori and um, Polynesian descent, like Jermaine Clement and yeah. um, Tamara Nui, uh, they all they all just came back and they just they just redubbed it, but it's still their voices, which I think Fantastic. is just great. It's yeah. just great. Yeah, that's awesome. No, good film. Great good film. film. Great film. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. Not too bad. How are you? You were a bit worse for wear. Oh, I'm a little sick at the moment. Yeah, but it's all right. yeah. I've done the maths. Oh, good. Oh, the maths is done. I wasn't expecting it to be this close. Oh. I have <laughs> neither was I failed. <laughs> uh, I've lost, haven't I? Uh, let me. There's a, there's a way Let's that I out. do this. I'm going to burn down this house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I haven't sworn this entire episode, Zane. And if I lose, I'm going to let what, loose the biggest F what, word. What what category would you like me to start with? Oh, surprise us! Yeah, go on. Let's start with the message, shall we? Oh yeah, please. Okay, so. Curtis, you started out really strong with the message of like, uh, you know, heart and gumption, individuality, mm. n- not focusing on the love interest, uh, and and then and then and then James kind of cut a lot of that down and he didn't really answer to it that that a lot of other films have also got those same themes and. Moana doesn't particularly stick out because mm. I had a that. rebuttal for it, but too late. Too yeah. late. Too late. Yeah. Um, and and then James brings out the uh, the fact that the the father and son relationship. Oh. And again, again, that kind of heart and individuality is brought up in Chicken Little mm. as well. Um, that is a tie. Oh. Fair enough. All right. I'd be happy with a tie for this one. Oh, dude. <laughs> we both go in. Yeah. And then we got to do it again next yeah, year. <laughs> we did the same debate. Yeah. Uh, moving down the list yeah. to the movie magic. Uh-huh. Mm. This one goes to Moana. Mm. Uh, mm. Quite clearly, um, yeah. I think the critical success combined with commercial success will always outweigh commercial success not combined with critical that success. That is very fair. No, that um, is very fair. <laughs> That is a category. Also, uh, you, you did get a, a a point against Moana for saying that it is overhyped, but you really didn't back that up with many Not facts. Not at all. I don't even believe uh, that. Not <laughs> at all. Uh, so that, that, is, that is that. The points that Chicken Little got in that category were mostly uh, Disney branching out into CGI yeah. and then l- finding their feet there. Yeah. Music. Uh, this one goes to Chicken Little. Oh, no way. It definitely doesn't. It goes to uh, I was like, um, excuse me? Oh, my God. I almost had a goddamn heart attack. I, I mean, just attaching Lin-Manuel's name to something doesn't make it great, right? Uh, no, absolutely. Lin-Manuel's efforts on this were, were great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to kill you, Curtis. Wow. Uh, uh, while while there was there is something to be said, and you made a lot of good points about the use of pop songs and diegetic versus non diegetic, mm. um, it, it I think just by the, the power and, and number of the songs that are memorable for Moana, this one goes to Moana. When it comes to that Disney touch, this one's a tie. Ooh. Curtis didn't really focus much on the Disney touch and Moana's place in the Disney canon. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, so I think the point, the few points that he did make 
um, compared to James's very specific points about Disney um, reversing a slump with with uh, Chicken Little and the 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 fun cult hit and ma- making it for children rather than going for the the fourth sector that Disney is trying to go for. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that gives us. What does that give us? Done music, done touch. That's only one more category. Magic moments. It? Yeah, magic moments. Oh, yeah. this one goes to Chicken Little. Yeah, give me a throw me That's a bone. Fair. He still wins. <laughs> I just like fair. I still yeah. win. Yeah. Either way, that, he's just doing <laughs> math and magic moments. <laughs> yeah, this one goes to Chicken Little. I I'll think, take it. I think uh, Curtis, you're very caught up in in the in the dramaturgy and the music and the whole the sweeping epicness of Moana. Yeah. You didn't really focus in on the really interesting parts, which That's you true. which off mic you were bringing up, and I was like, oh, let's see if he if he brings <laughs> it back up. Whereas I think Chicken uh, James did bring up a number of uh, yeah. fun point, points from Chicken yeah. Little. Yeah. So this week, the better Disney film is Moana. Woo! Thank you, thank you, congratulations, That's Curtis. Three for four, Oh, all right, oh, three for four. Well, That's let's nice. see what how could, you go in the second round. Who else, yeah. is, who else has got streaks like mine? Has anyone gone four for four? I mean, when it's Moana versus Chicken Little, <laughs> I right. don't. All right, I, all right. I, you were just fighting for your film. I know, and um, don't have to anymore. All so right, I can it's still a victory. It's still a victory. <laughs> well, thank you very much for fighting so valiantly, James. Oh, you're yeah. welcome. Um, so this is the third last debate of the first round. We are almost done. We are almost ready to get into the second round, where the really hard decisions will come. Do we know what the first one of next round is going to be? It will be The Incredibles versus Toy Story. I think. Ooh, starting off that's a, that's a that's a hardcore one. Yeah, yes. I think that is it. But the full the full schedule will be posted after we have finished the round. Wonderful. If you think I've made the wrong choice and you think Chicken Little is the better film than Moana, mm. you can find the. <laughs> You can find the popular poll on our Facebook page within a week of this being dropped. Now, if Chicken Little gets enough votes on there, it stands a chance to go through as one of the wild card entries into the second round. Now, after those wild cards are determined by the greatest percentile, that is uh, the higher number of people that have voted for them rather than the winner of the debate, Four will be selected, the top four, and then a survey will be put out with all of the losers, all of the all of the movies that have not made it through. They will be put on a list, and the top four of that popular choice will go through yeah. as well. So, exciting weeks ahead! Indeed. Thank you, James. Thank you. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you. And we'll be seeing you in round two. Until then, keep watching Disney. Hi, 
I'm Morgan Phillips and I'm a human. And I'm Isabella Vallette and I'm also a human. But I was raised by fairies and now I'm taking my human friend Morgan in to meet all of the mythological creatures that I know. Every Sunday we meet a new mythological creature and interview them about their life in a modern day context. Such as... The Night King from Game of Thrones. Funicular, the friendly vampire brother of Dracula. We've met the Loch Ness Monster. Santa. The Volpertinger. The Devil. And a Mermaid. And many more. We release all our interviews as a podcast called Off With The Fairies, where we interview a new mythological creature every week living in a modern day world. Come join us. That's Not Gunner Productions podcast. Has your car insurance increased this year? Stop. Don't pay it until you call Sheridan Insurances. Our friendly team of experts are here to speak to you and understand your needs. We search over 15 insurers to get you the best insurance policy, leaving you more time and money to enjoy the important things in life. Shop local. Call Sheridan Insurances today. Sheridan Insurances Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Oh. Sounds like there's a breakdown in communication. Next time, come to a Skoda workshop, where our after-sales team speaks fluent Skoda. We understand those mysterious little sounds and can fill you in on all your car's needs. We also offer free 12-month roadside assistance and only use genuine parts. Book your service at skodaservice.ie. Skoda. Simply clever.